This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. John Carlson is back and good to go for game one. TJ Oshie back on the ice yesterday. His status remains uncertain. And Alan May joins us to give his perspective on this best of seven series with Boston. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, May 14th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. The Caps and the Boston Bruins continue preparations for their East Division semifinal first-round matchup tomorrow at Capital One Arena. And as the Capitals return to practice yesterday morning, some very good news indeed. A T.J. Oshie sighting out skating ahead of his teammates for the first time since his lower body injury late in the second period last Saturday night against Philadelphia. Did remain on the ice during main practice, but it should be noted that he wore the non-contact light blue jersey. So, Ben, he is not all the way back. He has not been cleared to return, but a good sign and a step forward. Hopefully, we see number 77 at some point in this series. I was going to say, if not as soon as Saturday against Boston in Game 1, certainly, hopefully, within the uh, next Next week or so, certainly moving forward here. That's just speculation on my part. But typically when a player is back on the ice in a non-contact jersey, it suggests he's inching closer towards a return. May not be imminent, but an encouraging sign nonetheless that he was out there. He skated first individually and then joined his teammates for a number of drills in that non-contact jersey. So encouraging sign from TJ. We were holding our breaths on Saturday nights. That's definitely nice to see. Lines at practice yesterday, Anthony Mantha staying with Ovechkin and Backstrom on the top line. Eller, your second line center with Connor Sherry and Tom Wilson. Michael Raffle, that versatility, very helpful right now. He's your third line center with Sprong and Daniel Carr. Hopefully Carr just a placeholder on that third line for Oshie. But as Alan May said here last time that he stopped by to see us, and he is coming up again in a few minutes here, we probably won't know who will be in goal for game one until the day of. He's right. Peter Laviolette said Ben yesterday he has no plans to reveal his starter. We may find out at the warm-up about 6.20 on Saturday night. Well, I think there's a little bit of postseason gamesmanship uh, well in play here as far as Laviolette is concerned. I think objectively speaking, John, I think it would surprise a lot of folks if it is not. Vitek Vanacek, who gets the start in game one. But look, they're going uh, the company line here as they're going to keep the decision internal. And Craig Anderson did show himself well last Saturday, if you want to start a conversation or debate about that. But certainly the larger body of work from Vitek Vanacek, what he showed throughout the regular season, particularly early on when the Capitals were without Ilya Samsonov late January into February. Vitek Vanacek, as we've acknowledged here, has at least earned himself this opportunity. Maybe the leash isn't especially long if he falters or shows some inconsistency, but I would think it's it's his game one to start on Saturday. We'll see for certain, I guess, come uh, pregame warmups on Saturday night. Day 10 yesterday for Evgeny Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov on the COVID protocol list, even if for some reason they magically came off the list tomorrow. Certainly now have to rule them out for the start of the series. They haven't been on the ice in a better part of two weeks, Ben. So how does this impact the look of the forward lines, assuming Oshie is able to go? And that's a big assumption, but are we expecting these lines that we have seen here over the last day or so? Are these the lines that we're going to see in game one? Might we see some kind of variant? 
Yeah, well, I will say with, with Kuznetsov and Samsonov, unlike Ovechkin in late January when he came off the COVID list and, and went back into the lineup Ovechkin and didn't seem to miss a beat, you recall Kuznetsov and Samsonov, it took each of them. I mean, Samsonov ultimately had a conditioning stint with Hershey, both Kuznetsov took him a while to, to get his legs back under him, his conditioning. He was off the ice for quite a while. So whenever he does come off the COVID list in this instance, could still be a little bit of time before we see him back in game action. And that's something that, that bears keeping in mind as well as we move along here into the series. And what I think it does, John, as far as the lines and as far as the, the trickle-down effect here, I look for potentially a lot of attention on Lars Eller. We, we've seen him over the past few years when either Kuznetsov or Backstrom have been out. He elevates his play in small bursts. He takes advantage of the increased ice time. And I think Eller has the potential, John, to also be a key figure in this series, not only potentially offensively, but we talk about the Boston Bruins, the perfection line, the Bergeron line, and then now the second line with David Krejci. There's a lot of top six high-end talent for Boston. And if you're going to lean on Nick Dowd and that quote-unquote shutdown line for the Capitals, you're going to need another trio to step up and handle some of those defensive responsibilities. And I think Eller is a little bit of an X factor in the series at both ends of the ice. And that factor is made even all the more important if you are going to begin and you are going to begin here without Kuznetsov. And as you move along in the series, potentially a little shorthanded up front, I think a lot now potentially falls on Lars Eller to, to take advantage of. Alan May going to join us next, but one last thing for you, Ben, before we get to him, John Carlson, good to go for Saturday skated yesterday with Dmitry Orlov at practice. And that would suggest full health among the defensemen, which would mean the end of a nice little run at the end of this regular season for Trevor Van Riemsdyk. He played well in the last 10 games of the season. The Caps know they can call upon him now if they need to, but good on TVR. He was good in there and held it together. Now the Caps look like they're at full strength. Yeah, really good, really encouraging from Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Good on him. That 10-game sample size, I don't recall any any too many instances where we were wondering, oh man, does this guy, does he belong in the top six? No, he certainly showed himself very, very well. And look, if the Capitals need to call on him, if they make a deep run and inevitably you'll need your depth defenseman to step up. I think they, Trevor Van Riemsdyk showed a lot here, not unlike Craig Anderson on Saturday night, that if they need to call on him, he certainly has that comfortability, that trust and, and played with different partners over the course of that 10 game run, filled different holes, thought he showed himself very well. Absolutely. All right, so more on this best-of-seven first-round matchup with Boston. On the Caps side, on the Bruins side, we bring in Alan May here on Caps this morning. Alan, we knew a long time ago that any postseason series in this division wasn't going to be easy. And sure enough, a huge test right out of the blocks with Boston. A surging team. They're getting healthy at the right time. Talking about the Bruins now. It's going to be a big test for the Capitals from the drop of the puck on Saturday night. Well, I thought they were the most injured team in the league from the last regular season game that the Caps and the Bruins played because I didn't recognize one person's name that played for the Bruins that night. There was like 15 other players. And so I don't really know who's healthy and who's not. But the team I saw play the Islanders this past week looked pretty good with the guys they had in the lineup. Uh, they're, they're clincher to, to get to make sure that they were playing the Caps and not the Penguins. And I think everyone was avoiding the Penguins at this point. But with the Bruins, a really good team that has so much to like. I think the second best line inside the Eastern Division behind Gensel, Crosby, and Rust. But you have Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron. And three phenomenal players, all extremely gifted in, in different areas. But to me, the, the biggest worry about this matchup is that line right there. And if you can stop them. And they've been very successful against the Caps this year. 
Pasternak hasn't played all the games, but Marshawn to me has elevated his game so much in the last three and four years. There's less of the other stuff and there's more offense and he's been their best player. And I honestly, in my heart, believe now that he is the best left winger in the Eastern division. I'm not going to go to the national hockey league. I'm going to say Eastern division, but easily could be the, the entire NHL too. His entire game is great. Bergeron's still the best defensive center. Uh, and then Pasternak's a goal scorer on par with Ovechkin. You know, they're neck and neck right now with the way they can fling the puck in the net. So the Caps really have to figure out, you have to figure out a way to stop them. And they get goals on the transition, but they get goals off the offensive cycle. And I think that's going to be the number one cause of concern for the Capitals. And oh, by the way, they got former league MVP Taylor Hall on the second line with Craig Smith and David Krejci. And that's been a really good line. So they have a lot of offensive identity in their top six that the caps have to worry about. I wanted to ask you about Taylor Hall specifically and this resurgence that he's had since the trade to the Bruins. We've said on the show here a lot, he doesn't have to be the guy in Boston like he has in other places. He has to be a guy on that second line. If there's a knock on Taylor Hall, it's that he doesn't like to go to the dirty areas to get the job done. And being physical with him specifically in this series, that seems like something that's awfully important to me. Well, you know what? I, I'm not sure if I believe that about him because I've seen him play such good hockey over the years. And I, I think the biggest thing is talk about life support, getting the hell out of Buffalo. And it was probably, look what it did to everyone's careers this year. And I thought their coach was an absolute horror show with the way they were run this season. And and from the start, I thought they were making strides. Then all of a sudden, everyone died on the vine. Eichel died, Skinner died, Hall died. And, you know, the, the last guy standing is Taylor Hall. He got the heck out of there, and he went to a perfect team where he could be on a line. But over the years in Edmonton, I used to love the way he carried the mail to the net, and he would take some huge hits. And I always thought the biggest concern with me with Taylor Hall was, man, he keeps his head down. He's not as big as Ovi, but he was trying to play like Ovi at one point offensively. And I, I think he, he's in a good spot there. They don't play a hard game. They play kind of a laptop game. They, they, they're an X's and O's team. And I think he's going to fit in well there. I'm not worried about him shying away. But at the same time, I think the Caps have to utterly abuse, physically abuse, torment, verbally, physically, mentally, emotionally, you name it. They got to get after that top six and make them pay. And Taylor Hall's right at the top of the list of the guys that they got to make pay. But first and foremost, I'd be going after Bergeron every chance I could to make him feel, you know, he's 35 now, make him feel 45, 55, 65 every game at about 10 years by laying the boots to him and, and just getting all over him every chance you can get. I think this is a follow-up mostly to that same thought, but this has the potential over seven games, both sides now, to be nasty, physical. Everybody talks about heavy hockey. How much of that heavy component for Boston and for Washington, how much does each team need that to win this series? I think the Caps have to rely on it 100% in this series. And the games that they've given up to the Bruins, where they backed off and let the Bruins use their speed and their puck movement, has been a disaster for the Caps. The games where they've gotten on top of them and the forecheck has been in your face and the support has been there to keep the puck inside the Bruins zone, that physical brand is the only way I believe the Caps can come out of this series. If they back off and wait for them and let the first players gain speed, let them loop around, the Bruins are too fast. Uh, they can move the puck, and they've got a touch. They've got a nice goal-scoring touch there in their lines. I'm not sure who's going to be in their lines. We won't know until probably Saturday morning. But the biggest thing, I think the Caps have to play physical. To me, the Caps are the, the top physical team in the National Hockey League without seeing all the other divisions, with seeing the Eastern. So the Eastern Hockey League, as presented by the National Hockey League, 
the Capitals have to dominate physically in this. Char has got to be intimidating. He's got to scare the the daylights out of his old teammates. Uh, I think Brendan Dillon's got to step up. Garnet Hathaway, Haglin, Dowd have to be everywhere all the time physically. But everyone else, Tom Wilson, he's got to get back to playing Tom Wilson hockey. Not Tom Wilson swing around, loop around. He's got to lay the hammer down. I think everyone does. Ovechkin, we saw him his last game. First shift of the game, I wasn't expecting him to knock Zaboral, Zaboral, however we pronounce that, the radio guys, uh, you voice people, <laughs> you can tell me how to say his name, but he threw a hit on him, a thundering hit, the first shift of the game. We need to see that of, out of Ovechkin. We need to see that out of the Caps. Physicality will win this series for them. That's your good friend, Jakob Zaboral, who, by the way, didn't come back after that hit and probably not going to be around in this series, kind of to your point. Play nasty, play physical, and and get after him. Last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about Anthony Mantha, and he was coming off the four-game goal streak, and things were going really well. They haven't gone as well lately. A goalless drought here to end the season. We've seen throughout the last game and this week leading up to game one, playing alongside Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom. A couple of Hall of Famers to be some pretty good real estate but he seems to be having a crisis of confidence here hopefully and it seems that Peter Laviolette realizing that putting him in hopefully what is the best position for him to try and get it back on track well one of the things and I'm not going to take a shot at the coaching staff but I'm kind of taking a shot at the coaching staff I wanted to see him while everyone was out of the lineup I thought he should have been on the first unit power play over Tom Wilson. And when they were moving players around, give him some looks, get him on the half wall and, you know, shoot the puck like Ovechkin from the other side. And I think that's one of the areas where they may have lost him a little bit. He wasn't getting looks on the power play. The, the second unit at, by that point was an absolute disaster because they had moved two players and three players up to the first unit. But I think getting him ice time. And, and one thing I would give him advice from watching this team play over the years don't pass the puck to Alexander Ovechkin like he did the other night on the two-on-one. One too many passes. Ovi gave him a one-timer. Shoot it. It took TJ probably a, a season and a half to figure out, Ovi's going to shoot the puck. He's going to get his chances. You don't need to over-pump the passes his way. So I think Mantha has to get an urgency agreed in him as to scoring goals, and it will help this team be better. Uh, but playing with Backstrom and Ovechkin, I would just say, go to the net, shoot the puck. Don't worry about Ovi. He finds a way to score goals somehow. I don't know how he does it, but he finds goals, how to do it on his own. You don't have to force pucks over to him. And a lot of times, that's probably the intoxicating part. You've got the great eight on the other side. And players overpass to him. When you've got a chance, look over at him, say, uh-uh, do pull the old Daniel Sprong on him and just shoot it behind the goaltender. And I think that'll work for Anthony Mantha because there's, he's doing so many things well that I do like the defensive play, the physical play. I just want him to get a little bit more selfish with the, the shot department and the goal scoring department because he's a phenomenal hockey player. And I really have wanted to see that line the entire time. I was hoping it was happening day one when he got here that those three guys would be together. Final thought from you, Alan, your X factor in this series for Washington, putting the physical stuff aside, what do the Capitals need to have happen to move on to round two? Maybe something flying a little bit under the radar here that doesn't have to do with that heavy hockey we've been talking about. I really think it's the six-man unit that they have in defense. It may be a seven-man unit to start this series. I'm not sure. But I think the defensemen providing offense, providing speed and pace and dominating. I, to me, it's going to be about the Capitals defensemen. In my 100% absolute opinion, I believe in Vanacek. I think the defensemen have to be complete two-way players, all three of those defense pairs, getting the puck up the ice, playing stifling defense. But I, I think the X factor to me is the six-man unit back there just dominating no matter what line they're going out against and just making sure 
that they're forcing the issue inside the offensive zone. And, oh, by the way, you were right when you were on the last time and you were saying uh, Vitek Vanacek, but you were saying you probably won't even know until the morning of game one. That is exactly <laughs> what Peter Laviolette said yesterday. Well, there is no choice. We know Samsonov has been gone so long that right now we do know it's Vitek Vanacek, and it's been such a soap opera all season with these two goaltenders. But the only thing that hasn't been a soap opera with the Washington Capitals goaltenders is Vitek Vanacek. You know, we he had you came into the season, it was going to be, Samsonov and who? And then all of a sudden he signed a veteran goaltender named Henrik Lundqvist, which was a dream come true for all of us. December 17th, we get the heartbreaking news of a heart ailment with him. And then you go with Craig Anderson, but he hadn't skated. He couldn't skate in Canada. And then next thing you know, this Vanacek kid who probably was going to get a few looks this year somehow comes out and steals the show and runs his record up and win one win, two wins, 10 wins, 15 wins, 21 wins to finish the season. I think two or three shutouts. He's been the most consistent player. He hasn't had a real bad game. He's never looked like a rookie. He's 25 years old. So I'm all in on Vanacek. I think he's shown a maturity and a professionalism all season long. I have zero doubts that he's going to have a good playoff. We always appreciate your nuggets of wisdom, sir. I hope we have a chance to do this for the next two months. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you very much, John. Alan May from NBC Sports Washington. You'll be able to see him here throughout the series. And good to have his perspective here as we get ready for game one. Yeah, I liked a lot what he had to say. It appears Alan May, he might be a loyal listener to Caps this morning. So we do appreciate that as well, Alan. And I listen, what he said, John, about the goaltending, about Vitek Vanacek, I'll admit, I think he's a little bullish, a little more bullish maybe on Vitek than I am personally speaking. I'd like to see Vitek Vanacek take advantage of the opportunity here. He said all the right things Vanacek has. I just hope Alan is right in terms of his ability to do it consistently come postseason time. And certainly the Capitals playing a physical brand of hockey would go a long way, though, in, in supporting Vanacek in front of him here. And I hope that he is right, too. I think we all hope that Alan is right on Vitek Vanacek. But nice to have Craig Anderson around as a bit of a security blanket like what he did in his last start. We'll see here as we get going tomorrow night. Most first round series schedules were released yesterday. The Caps and Bruins game two will be at Capital One Arena Monday night at 730 before the series shifts to Massachusetts for games three and four. Game three will be on Wednesday at TD Garden. Game four on Friday on Causeway Street. Both start times at 6.30, Ben. 6.30. Happy hour special. I love that. I Listen, I'm all for that. Ken Sabrin is all for that as well. He likes to go to bed early, so he'll be in good shape with that. Islanders and Penguins start Sunday in Pittsburgh. That's at 12 noon. Florida and Tampa Bay, that's a 2-3 series in the Central. Game 1 starts Sunday night at 7.30. Carolina's the number one seed in the Central. They're going to host Nashville starting Monday night. The seventh straight trip to the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Preds. That's tied with Washington for the second longest active playoff streak. North Division Series starting at midweek. They're a few days behind. But Ben, outside of Washington, Boston, what series are you looking forward to the most? There's a lot of good ones out there. My answer may surprise you. I'm looking forward to the battle in Florida between the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sort of a big brother, little brother relationship here. Tampa Bay Lightning have been the class of the Sunshine State really for the past decade plus. And the Florida Panthers finally 
starting to show themselves very well this year, especially. I think it's a great two versus three matchup in the Central Division. That being said, Tampa Bay now with reinforcement, salary cap circumvention at its best as they get Nikita Kucherov back in time for the playoffs off of LTIR. Steven Stamkos apparently healthy as well. Florida Panthers, meanwhile, no Aaron Ekblad on the back end. They navigated the second half of the season without their key cog on the blue line, but I do think certainly Tampa Bay is the favorite in this series. That said, I'm pulling for the Panthers. I'd like to see some fresh blood move along they haven't won a playoff series john since 1996 the year of the rat when they got all the way to the stanley cup final i'd love to see that series go the distance and the panthers to ultimately pull off i'll say a mild upset even though they are the higher seed in the standings one man's salary circumvention is another man's outright fraud but that's where we are as nikita kucherov wow he's healed here he he's is all he, better he's all steven stamkos is fine Amazing. who are you They played within the rules, but only in the loosest sense. Game one for the Capitals, 7-15 tomorrow. Caps game day at four. Again, note the TV coverage for this one. No NBC Sports Washington for game one. It is a national broadcast on NBC, locally here in D.C. on NBC4. Ben, we get going at four o'clock tomorrow. What is coming up on a supersized pregame show here on Caps Radio 24-7? Busy edition of the show. Perhaps you heard John Zdeno Chara. He knows the Bruins quite well. Spent a little bit of time in Boston. We'll put the spotlight on the big Z as he gets set for his Capitals playoff debut. Also, Anthony Mantha, his first NHL postseason experience. We'll be chatting with Gordon Hathaway as well, among others, all coming up for Eastern Caps game day. The time just about up. We're at the end of the work week. And once we get to tomorrow night, it is game on. The Capitals in search of their second Stanley Cup championship. And they try to get it going tomorrow with Boston. Puck drop at 7.15. Ben, have yourself a great playoff weekend. Happy weekend, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.